check one, check two. Yeah, I'm the anchor slash rapper that you never thought would happen. Commentary get it cracking like pads when they start whacking. Applaud like studio audience audio. It's the Rob You Sports to Show. Is that so? I got what you want. The NFL miss way for our phone. It's been sport news. Give haters the blues like you bet your team, you know they will lose. Don't get it confused. I'm like shit calm mixed with Uncle Scrooge. Mick Duck, get bucks, while chicks club. What? Shine like wine from water. Wait, grapes. R.I.P. Stew with Scott, the late great. And welcome back to the Rob U Sports Stew Show. As we go right into and get ready for week seven of the NFL 2019 season. And first, I'm going to start off by doing a quick recap of my week six picks. Where I had eight games right, so I was eight and... I was eight and five on last week with my closest projections being that Houston-Kansas City game where I picked Houston to score 34 and Kansas City to score 24 and Houston actually scored 31 and Kansas City did score 24 and also that Washington-Miami game where I picked Washington to score 19 and they scored 17 and I picked Miami to score 14 where they score 16. Also, that Carolina-Tampa Bay game, where I picked Carolina to score 34 and they scored 37. And I picked Tampa Bay to score 29 and they scored 26. But there were a few games down that stretch on the evening on the evening games, like the 4 o'clock and later games. And a lot of those games were very close and very back and forth. Like that um, Detroit-Green Bay game on Monday night. That definitely could have went either way. And there also were a lot of questionable and some would say wrong calls made by the referees in that game. Which definitely could have affected the outcome. And then there was that Pittsburgh-Charger game. Where it seems like Pittsburgh got off to an early start behind their young replacement quarterback as they call them the duck the duck or something duck related and they were able to hold off the charges and get a nice win there and in that Tennessee Denver game Tennessee the bad all game and they ended up benching Mar Mariota and they didn't even were able to score any points in that game so it definitely was a terrible loss for Tennessee and I had a little bit more faith in them as a team thinking they would come out and perform better than that. And that Dallas-New York Jets game, that was definitely an upset for a lot of Cowboy fans, I would imagine. With Sam Darnold just coming back and, you know, they probably weren't expecting Sam Darnold to, to be as on point as he was. And he did look sharp. Considering he hasn't really played in so many games this year. Probably was his second game of the season. And Dallas just came out kind of flat. And then there were a lot of penalties that game. And surprisingly, a lot of those penalties were going against the Cowboys. So that definitely impacted the final of that game. But yeah, those some of those last games, it seemed like I got all those afternoon and uh, night games wrong. But there were some close good games. So you never know how the ball will bounce on any given Sunday, right? And now, let's take a look at some of the top storylines 
as we go into week seven of the NFL 2019 season. And definitely the top storyline going into the, the weekend and Sunday games is, oh no, not my homie. And when I say not my homie, I'm definitely referring to NFL MVP, Kansas City star starting quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, who's off to another brilliant start leading that Andy Reid offense with Eric Bieniemy, And it was very shocking and I'm sure disheartening to a lot of NFL fans when he was injured on the Thursday night game while performing a quarterback sneak. And I'm sure a lot of a lot of people thought it may have been worse than it actually was, but when he got up and was able to walk, that definitely was a good sign. So right now after the MRI they're saying that it was a dislocated knee and they're saying that it's better than they had hoped or thought. So hopefully Patrick Mahomes will be back and don't forget he also has an injured injury to one of his ankles. So whenever he does come back, they'll definitely have to protect him and try to make sure that the defense and the opposition doesn't have a tr chance to try to hit those areas and body parts to try to re-aggravate those injuries. But definitely get well soon, Pat. You know the whole NFL, the whole league is waiting for you because you're that respected and that much of a competitor and that well-known and appreciated for what you bring to the game. So get well. And then we have Jalen Rams West. And when I say Jalen Rams West, Ramsey was able to finagle his way out of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it was surprising, especially after the owner, Khan, had had a heart-to-heart -heart with Ramsey and it was believed he may even have played in the last game versus the Saints. But in a surprising turn of twist of plot, Jalen Ramsey ends up being traded to the Los Angeles Rams for two number ones and also a four. And if you know anything about numerology, two and one is the number of one of the best cornerbacks in NFL history, who Jalen is sometimes compared to, especially considering they both attended Florida State. So Jalen Ramsey got his request and was indeed traded from the Jacksonville Jaguars, now going out west to that Los Angeles Ram defense anchored by Aaron Donald, believed to be one of the best, if not proven to be one of the best or the best NFL player in the league. And also, the Rams announced that their other star cornerbacks, Tlaib will be ahead of the injured reserve, and Marcus Peters was dealt to the Baltimore Ravens. So, we'll see how this shakeup helps with the Los Angeles Rams as a team unit, especially when some of their weaknesses so far this season has been more or less on the offensive side, although their defense has taken, note, has taken a noticeable step back from their previous status as one of the stoutest Ds in the league. So we'll see what happens next. And in the Big Apple, we have Saquon returns. And just like Batman, Saquon Barkley is coming back to the Giants. So I'm sure after a few weeks off to heal for injury, a lot of fans are waiting to see how is he going to contribute 
now that Danny Dimes, so they so they say, they call him pretty Ricky, what they call him. Now that he's getting in his rhythm and his finding his groove under the tutelage of Eli and guiding that New York Giants offense. So let's see how Saquon comes back and adds to that mix with the Giants offense. And we also have Marcus Mariota being benched in the Music City. So I guess after four years going into his fifth year out of Oregon, maybe the franchise was expecting a little more for Mariota. However, in his defense, he has had multiple offensive coordinators and head coaches. So probably had to digest so many different playbooks, schemes, audibles, calls, and languages. Who's to say if, if he isn't overwhelmed or had an information overload just from so many different offensive playbooks he had to have installed into his, his mind. Not to mention, the offensive line hasn't been able to really protect him that well. And he could have also had a little more help at receiver with that Nashville, Tennessee weapons on the outside. I understand this team is more, it seems, defensive defensive base and defensive driven, but you still have to have some kind of weapons for your quarterback. So, with Mariota being benched, it remains to be seen if they will pick up his option or they probably have declined that option or won't resign him. So, he'll probably be afraid of next year and will be able to sign somewhere else and potentially find a new home. And he probably still has a lot of decent football left in him within the right scheme, the right team, and the right playbook. And then we have the bold backups going 4-0 in relief of the starting quarterbacks of their team. And when I say the bold backups, I'm talking about Kyle Allen doing his thing in Carolina where they're missing Cam Newton right now. And I'm also talking about Teddy Bridgewater holding it down for the Saints while Drew Brees is out with a thumb injury and there's also controversy with one of these bowl backups with the question being when Cam Newton is healthy enough to return will they stay with Kyle Allen as they say if it ain't broke don't fix it or will they go back to the man who helped that franchise get back on the map reach the playoffs and the Super Bowl and also is a former NFL MVP in Cam Newton can he return to that form and Will Rivera hand the reins back over to Cam as soon as he's healthy, despite Cam being on a losing streak and Kyle Allen being on a winning streak. And in New Orleans, I think it goes without being said that when Drew Brees is healthy enough to return, he will automatically get back in there for Bridgewater. Just off of, you know, Drew Brees actually being that engine of that of that Saints team but Bridgewater has been able to sustain it and keep the ball moving and put up some pretty good stats also be a, a energy player a motivational player and been able to rally the troops and get everybody on the same page and play with a lot of heart so that's definitely a plus when you have that kind of backup because so many NFL teams don't and they're so reliant on their starting quarterback and then we have the 17-game CBA play. And I mentioned this in one of my earlier episodes. 
but the 17 game CBA play basically is the NFL owners pushing for the NFL Players Association and all the players to agree on a 17 game NFL season which will put players bodies and minds in that much more danger or risk but that's already what they're doing but to add one extra game is also that one extra opportunity for a concussion broken limb strain muscle pull muscle tendon ligament etc etc but supposedly the players union and the NFL players will be able, would be able to consider it or pro probably possibly vote in favor of it if the owners are willing to slice up a little bit more of that pie from that NFL revenue cake. So we'll see what happens with the 17-game CBA play. And then, speaking of bold backups, enter Matt Moore for those Kansas City Chiefs. Well, like I said earlier, when we last saw the Kansas City Chiefs, they were defeating Denver with a final score, Kansas City 30, Denver 6. And also in that game, as I mentioned, star starting quarterback Patrick Mahomes was injured. So here comes Matt Moore to fill in, and who knows how many weeks he'll be in that position. But we'll see how Matt Moore does in the same role as Mahomes with that kind of offensive attack and weaponry the Kansas City Chiefs are known for, such as Hill, uh, Hardman, and also Travis Kelsey, etc., etc. <laughs> and then we have the Philly at Dallas rivalry. Uh, this is a real big game for NFC East fans, Cowboys fans, Eagles fans. The rivalry, the hate, the back and forth. And you know this is going to be a game that play, the, the players get up for, the fans get up for, and also the league gets up for. Because when these two teams get together, it, it's, 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 it's always going to be something special that happens in this game. Now, we have Philadelphia where the head coach is coming in and... Basically, he's guaranteeing a win for the Philadelphia Eagles. And we have Dallas coming off a disappointing loss to the New York Jets. And what probably was time for them to, you know, wake up, stop reading the, stop reading the headlines and get back to business. Especially when they were off to such a great start early in the season. But now the recent headlines have been about when will that get paid? And Jerry Jones copping pleas for Garrett as if he's going to be fired or he's a lame duck coach for whatever reason. So, it remains to be seen when Dak will be compensated. And if Dak is losing money or gaining money or how his play is really affecting the negotiation process. But with... The Cowboys' current losing streak, I definitely think they're going to raise their game and try to make this something more favorable for them, especially at home. So stay tuned for my picks and Block 2, Feral Knicks Picks, the Rob U Sports Stew Show. Keep it locked.
and welcome back to the Rob View Sports Stoop Show as we go into week seven, Pharaoh Knicks picks, one o'clock games. The Rams will be traveling east to face the Falcons with newly acquired cornerback Jalen Ramsey. Some people say he may even get matched up with Julio Jones on this in this game. So we'll see how that goes. But my concern with the Rams is still going to be their offense. And while the Falcons' defense isn't the greatest, the Rams may be allowed to have some success against them on offense. But I don't know how much success they'll be able to have against those Falcons. So I got to say, Atlanta 20, Rams 17. And then we have the Arizona Cardinals flying east as well to face the New York Giants. And Arizona is going to be led by Kyler Murray in that high-powered offense. And we'll see how the Giants are going to try to counter that. And the Giants will be welcoming back Saquon Barkley. We'll see how, how Daniel Jones can continue to guide the offense. And in this game, I believe that Arizona will be able to hold off the Giants. With a Arizona will not be able to hold off the Giants. The final score will be Arizona 26, New York Giants 28. And then we have the San Fran 49ers coming east to take on the Washington D.C.s. And this D.C. team is still kind of could probably still be in a little disarray. Just got the coaching change. What's the quarterback situation going to be? Is, is there going to be any offensive continuity? Whereas San Fran seems to have a lot of different weapons and a lot of different ways they can attack you on offense. And the team seems to really be based on a lot of speed. So I believe the 49ers will be able to outscore the, the Washington DCs with a final score, San Fran 41. Washington 14 and then we have those Oakland Raiders heading into Lambeau to take on those Green Bay Packers and Green Bay has shown to be a scrappy team and even when the offense isn't playing on, on all cylinders the defense can can hold it down and even when they're missing Devontae Adams they have receiving depth that can come in and make something happen for Aaron Rodgers so, as they take on Oakland, I believe the Green Bay Packers will have enough firepower to outscore the Raiders for the final score, Green Bay 31, Oakland 20. And in one of the best or closest games, I think, probably for this weekend, it's going to be the Houston Texans going to take on the Indianapolis Colts. And these two teams, I believe, are pretty evenly matched. I think the Colts' defense is underrated. I think Jacoby Brissett is underrated. But I also think he plays within the offense and doesn't try to put the whole team on his back. Then you have the Houston Texans led by Deshaun Watson. Potent offense. You know he's going to keep the ball moving. He has Hopkins on the outside. Also Fuller. And this team, I believe, is definitely going places. So I have Houston Texans defeating the Colts with a final score, Houston 29, Colts 20. 
And then we have the Miami Deep Dives heading up north to take on the Buffalo Bills. And in this game, I believe Buffalo will definitely have what it takes to outscore Miami with a final score of Buffalo 27, Miami 13. And then we have those Jacksonville Jaguars heading to Cincinnati, Ohio to take on those Bengals. And I believe the Jacksonville Jaguars will come out and make a statement to show that the defense is so strong without Jalen Ramsey. And also Minshew will be looking to bounce back and also try to continue having success in the league. So I have the Jaguars winning with a final score 28 over Cincinnati 19. And Minnesota-Detroit, I believe, will also be another great matchup. Division foes in that NFC North. And you never know. These teams know each other very well, but you never know in this matchup because I think these teams are also, they're, they're evenly matched, but I think the nod on offense will definitely go to the Vikings. And I think that the defenses are more evenly matched than some people may believe. But I also think that Detroit has a running game coming on just as well as Vikings are already known for their running attack. But it's just the Vikings, can they mix in the right amount of passing and rushing to be able to defeat these Detroit Lions? Well, I'm sure we'll have some pretty good defensive schemes to try to confuse Cousins and get some interceptions and turnovers. But in the final outcome, I have the Minnesota Vikings triumphing over the Detroit Lions with a final score, Minnesota 31, Detroit Lions 27. And in the 4 o'clock games, we have the Los Angeles Chargers heading to Cashville to take on those Tennessee Titans. Now with start, new starting quarterback, Tanny Hill from Dolphins fame. And... With the Chargers, I believe they will be able to go in there against a stout Tennessee Titan defense and get just enough points to outscore the Titans who may not have the most firepower with a new change of quarterback and also some questions on offensive philosophy and who are the key go-to guys on the outside. We already know that Derrick Henry is a, is a good, great running back, strong with speed. But I think the Titans need more weapons on the outside. Speed receiver, tall receiver, slot slot receiver, possession receiver, some kind of receivers. So I do have the Los Angeles Chargers winning with a final score 20 over the Titans 10 points. And then another great matchup for the day. New Orleans Saints versus Chicago Bears. Uh, this is offense versus defense all day, every day. And we know with the Bears' defense, Mac will be lurking and looking for Bridgewater. And we know with that Saints' offense, it's potent. They have the weapons. They have Thomas. They have Ginn. They have Kamara. They have depth with Murray. But one thing right now, Kamara is a little banged up, so how will Kamara's in injury affect this game? And will they be able to utilize him without him re-injuring himself? Or will he be effective with his injury? So that still remains to be seen. And injuries to key players can always have a big impact on the final scores of games. 
And will the Saints offense be able to protect Bridgewater, who isn't the most mobile quarterback? So this game is going to be good. And I think instead of a shootout, I think this game will be a little more grinded out. And I say that because that's the style of play that the, I know the Bears are going to bring. And the Saints have an underrated defense, but Chicago best offense isn't really clicking on all cylinders right now with Trubisky possibly returning this game. So we'll see how it goes with the Bears versus the Saints. But personally, I believe the Saints will triumph in Chicago with a final score, New Orleans 17, Bears 15. And then in another great matchup, we have the Baltimore Ravens flying west take on those Seattle Seahawks. Now, this is two great skill quarterbacks. You have the young Lamar Jackson. You have the seasoned veteran Russell Wilson. And Jackson could probably learn a lot from Wilson. And Wilson may be watching some of Jackson just to see some of his moves. So this is definitely going to be a, a great quarterback duel matchup. And it'll be interesting to see which quarterback gets the better of the opposing defense. Right now, Baltimore's defense is lacking a little bit. And Seattle is beginning to get back to a strong defensive form. So I have to give the edge defensively to the Seahawks in this one. Offensively, I think these two teams are neck and neck with the I think they're pretty neck and neck on on offense because these these two offenses are both pretty consistent and they both have home run hitters and they both have solid running backs not to mention mobile scrambling quarterbacks so the difference in this game I definitely will believe will be that Baltimore Ravens defense now with newly acquired Marcus Peters who they just picked up from the Rams can he and Earl Thomas get the rest of the secondary to step their games up, rise to the occasion? Because you know Earl's going to want some revenge, but you also know that Seattle has a lot of weapons, a lot of receiving depth, maybe people you never heard of, and maybe people that you have heard of. But this is going to be a good one. I do have Seattle Seahawks winning with a final score. Seattle 31 over the Ravens 29. So keep your eyes out for this one. And then another of the great games to be played on this Sunday will be the Philadelphia Eagles heading to Jerry's World to take on the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. And this will be the night gap for Sunday night. With the Philadelphia Eagles, the coaches basically said he has so much confidence in his team He's basically saying he knows they're going to win. So it's almost like the old the old guarantee of a win, which we saw that Jets quarterback from back in the day do. You know what I'm talking about. Johnny Broadway. <laughs> Broadway Joe, you know what I mean. And then there was the Dallas Cowboys, who been on a little bit of a losing streak lately. Not exactly as sharp and potent and polished as their early season play. But, you know, it's a long season. It's a grinded out season. It's a 17-game it's a season. You get one week off, and then it's a playoffs. 
and maybe it's a little bit of wear and tear. We know that Amari Cooper was limited in last Sunday's game. And with the Cowboys, how much receiving depth do they really have? Or is it more all on Gallup, Cooper, Austin? Without those three, which you're already missing possibly one, will they be able to keep the ball moving? And then there's Ezekiel Elliott. Will he get the touches that he needs to, to break those big plays? How will they sprinkle him in with the passing game? And how will the Philadelphia Eagles defense come at the Dallas Cowboys on offense, who also have a few injured linemen? So we have to watch Dak's protection on this game. Will they be able to get to him and get a few hits on him? Will he be able to escape those rushes and find some receivers downfield? It's going to be another good matchup. But in this game, I do have the Philadelphia Eagles defeating the Cowboys in Dallas with a final score of Philadelphia 33 over Dallas 30. And this is more or less based on the, the team play and also the belief of the coach to have that much trust in his team and his quarterback and his defense to basically say he believes this team is really going to win. And it shows a lot of confidence in his team. This is a team that's basically, he's already won a Super Bowl with this team. Not exactly all the same pieces, but a lot of them are, are still in place. And then you have the Cowboys to where they're more or less like trying to get back to winning ways. And there's probably a lot going on behind the scenes, especially with the DAC contract. And, you know, politics as usual. And then the Monday night game, we have the New England Patriots taking on those New York Jets in Jet Life Stadium. And with the New England Patriots, you know they're going to put up some points in bunches. And I believe they'll be getting back their first round receiving draft pick, Nikhil Harry. And with the Jets, Sam Darnold did return in last week's game against the Cowboys. He showed a lot of fight. He showed a lot of heart. And I think he definitely has a chip on his shoulder and feel like he has something to prove, especially coming off of, off of the injury he came off of, which some people will say that wasn't football related. <laughs> but in this game, I do have the New England Patriots defeating the New York Jets with a final score of New England 31 26. I just think that New England defense is going to be too tough and they will put some illusions on young Darnold and I definitely believe that they know who to key on on that Jets offense with the few limited receiving and running stars that they have. So I believe the New England Patriots will defeat the Jets on Monday Night Football. Final 31-26. And this concludes another episode of the Rob You Sports Do Show. I want to thank you for checking me out and listening to the platform. Rather, you're checking out on YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, Google Podcasts. And I'll see you on the next one. Y'all be blessed. Peace.